<laughs> I would say good Saturday evening, but good Sunday morning. It's a trip on the mothership after 12 midnight. We haven't done this in a long time, but guess who we got? Riding shotgun. The Nubian Sumo is back this week. Look, look, look. Okay, so I, I told you last week I'm on a mission, okay? I'm, I was able to get away just long enough to watch this pay-per-view. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to be on here, but, you know, we're going to try to get this going because I – it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm over here in parts unknown, pretty much. Okay, so I appreciate being on here, being able to be on here tonight. And uh, unfortunately, we are missing one of our compatriots here. But you know, we got the two man power trip. The, two, the main two that run this show. Okay, you know, even though last week I did do, you know, I did do all right by myself. Me and Delante, you know, we we held it down. But it's always a great show when it comes to being with the big guy, the prime cut, buffed, and yeah, big guy, KG. Well, now I, I, I'll take that. I will take that. And shouts out to our third party, you know, uh, the, the, the people's choice. You know, he had to go on his own personal mission tonight. You know, we give a shout out to him. You know, he'll be, he, hopefully he'll be back next week with us. And hopefully I'll be back too. Otherwise, I have to, you know, do what I did last week. But hopefully, you know, what, we'll get back. We All three of us will be back together soon enough. Well, currently we're reviewing his uh, contract. Oh, really? Is that it? Is that it? You know, mine got re- mine got reviewed for a while there. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, look, luckily everything worked out. You know, I did get a couple extra zeros on my contract. I noticed. I, I appreciate that. Oh Lord, now I got to deal with that. Hey, you know, it's the Nubian Sumo. What else would you expect? Well, oh. since it's the Nubian Sumo, <laughs> since it's the Nubian Sumo, uh, you gonna give me a little bit of that's just Nubian this week, just a a little taste? Yeah, I just got a little taste for you. You know, I don't, we we don't have too much going on. I mean, everything is still moving with Ring of Honor and their um tapings and everything they're still doing the um ring of honor pure title they're, they're going to start uh showing getting some shows going here in the next few weeks on television so that's good and then they had the uh they've also uh, announced the last three um people within the uh tournament it's going to be fred yehi which i don't know if a lot of people know who that is but he was um, he was a, a part of a big part of Evolve, the Evolve promotion. And he was also a member of the group Catchpoint, which brought us um, Matt, Matt Riddle, Tracy Williams, and a few other guys that, out of that group. Um, uh, Drew Gulak was part of that group also. So uh, he, he's, he's very good technical wrestler. 
and fits very well within that tournament. You're also going to have Delirious, who was the former booker for Ring of Honor, who has a very kinetic style of his own, you know, uh, more more comedic uh, wrestler, but, you know, a very good wrestler as well, who's been around for a very, very long time, a few decades. And then they're going to add Silas Young, who um, was actually the last wrestler to wrestle in a um, pure pure match, pure style match with Jonathan Gresham. So he would fit very well as uh, also. And then um, we also have had the, la- the, the, uh, the finale of the Summer Struggle Tour within New Japan. Uh, they were in Jingo in, inside of a, a baseball stadium, which was very reminiscent of a lot of re- uh, wrestling uh, events that happened like that back in the day. Uh, I know a lot of people would think about the, uh, all the um, events that they did in Dallas back in the day, especially when Kerry Von Erich beat Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, um, how they had that in, the, in, the, in Dallas Stadium back in the day. So that was a very good look for them. Uh, the, the match that they had on the 29th of, of August uh, was the finale of that tour. And they had Master Wado, who wound up losing to Yoshinobu Takana, excuse me, I'm sorry, Yoshinobu Kanamaru uh, in the first match. They had the finals of the KOPW, the King of Pro Wrestling 2020, which they wound up saying what the actual championship would be, which would be that they, the winner of that match would get a trophy and would have to defend that trophy in stipulation matches up until sometime next year when they will start that all over again and there'll be a new champion un- unless um, the winner wound up losing the belt. And then, but they would still start everything over. So you had um, Toro Yanu, El Desperado, Kazuchika Okada, and Sonata in that match in a four way of which Yano wound up beating Kazuchika Okada, which was crazy because uh, being that um, Yano is more of a comedic wrestler and beating Okada, who is a perennial IWGP heavyweight champion, and then they were in the same faction, and he beat him with with a low blow and a roll-up. So that was interesting to see. And um, so they, he's going to be defending that title here um, soon against someone we haven't named yet. Most likely, I'm thinking it's going to be El Desperado, but we'll see what happens. Then uh, for the never open weight title, Shingo Takagi wound up losing his title to Minoru Suzuki. And I would love to see how they work him with that belt because Minoru Suzuki is just a beast. Even at, even at the age that he's at. And then um, the junior heavyweight championship, Hiromo Takahashi wound up losing to Taji Ishimori for that belt. Um, <clears throat> Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi defended their belts again and, and successfully retained against Okoda Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And then in the main event, your new... IWGP and IC Intercontinental 
heavyweight champions, the Tetsuya Naito defeated the, the champion Evil for that belt. So now he's talking about defending his the belts separately at every event from now until he winds up losing one or both of them. So we're going to see how that ha- what happens with that. I will enjoy seeing him wrestling so as much as he's talking about wrestling because I love seeing him wrestle. That's one of my favorite wrestlers right now. And um, so um, that's, that's about it with me. I mean, the NWA is talking about uh, bringing, some, uh, bringing some shows up with that um, new uh, format that they have with um, United Wrestling Network, and they're going to start that on the 15th with the um, NWA World Heavyweight Championship match against Nick Aldis and Mike Bennett. And um, that should be an interesting match, and that should be a good match uh, between those two, especially and all of the all of the inner workings going on right now between NWA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and um, the NWA. So we'll see what happens there, and um, that should it should be some exciting stuff going on here soon. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm loving how everything is just, just, just rolling still, despite uh, the pandemic, and they're still putting show. I just wish Ring of Honor actually came on at a decent time. I wish New Japan came on at a decent time, so I didn't have to record and then go back and watch four episodes at one time. Well, they've stopped. They've actually stopped showing New Japan on television. They've done. They've stopped showing that for a while. Now uh, they are talking about this New Japan Strong Show that they've got going on that they may start showing, but they haven't said anything about um, who they're going to go through in order to uh, put those shows on air. So um, we're just waiting to hear from hear about that. All right. So that was the indies. That was that's just Nubian. Now we had a big event tonight. We had AEW all out. Me myself, I kept up with it on Twitter. You watched it live, so run down to me. Tell me what you seen from your perspective. All right. Well, I can run down the uh, card right quick. Um, first match that they had the night was during the buy-in, where. Private Party ended up beating Dark Order two and three, which is uh, two guys that they've been that um, they brought in after uh, the Dark Order after Evil Uno and Stu Grayson uh, that they've been focusing on. Uh, they had a pretty good match to start to start everything off. Then they had the um, Tooth and Nail match between Britt Baker and Big Swole where they ended up having it in um, Britt Baker's dentist office. So um, that was interesting to see them going through that office and using the different tools and whatnot that uh, a dentist would use, uh, except for the big big, uh, t- big drill that they use. I mean, they actually use the drill that you would use in your garage on your car or whatever. <laughs> so that, I thought that was funny. But um, the end match ended up with um, Big Swole uh, shooting up 
no uh, um, Britt Baker with some Novocaine in her leg, and then um, giving her some gas, uh, some uh, laughing gas and whatnot to knock her out, and pin and 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 they just you uh, called it a, like a submission. So they that was that was kind of funny. It was more funny than it was interesting. Then they went into the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express, which was a very good match. The Young Bucks really went heel on this match. Um, it seems like uh, they're going to be a lot of uh, the, the elite are starting to turn real heel right now in, uh, within uh, AEW. When the Young Bucks wound up getting the Duke on that. Then they had the 21-man Casino Battle Royal, of which 21 is usually always somebody special. And this time around, it was Matt Seidel from Ring of Honor. So like I said, like I was saying earlier, you know, you got a lot of intermingling between all of these different organizations and whatnot, uh, building up like these um, um, com um, um, camaraderies and whatnot. So we'll see what happens if Seidel sticks around or if he was just there on a one-off. The winner of the Battle Royal was Lance Archer, so he becomes the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. Then a very controversial match was Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, of which they took a very big bump of, uh, off of a um, off of a, um, some sca a scaffold, a scaffolding, where Matt Hardy wound up overshooting the table and hit his head on the concrete floor, like in the vestibule of the um, of the uh, Daily Place, and to stop the match for a good while to try to give him a chance to get back, uh, get his wits back about him because he was out. They, they should have went ahead and shut that match down, in my opinion. And I'm, we're going to talk more about that later. But Matt Hardy was uh, wound up getting a... Um, go, they went up on another sca higher scaffolding and wound up... Uh, and Matt Hardy wound up pushing uh, Matt, uh, Sammy Guevara off onto a platform for the 10 count because the match, the match, the broken rules match was pretty much a last man standing match. And he, he stayed down for the 10 count. So Matt Hardy wound up getting the win on that one. Then Hukata Shida defended her women's title against the NWA women's champion, Thunder Rosa, which was to me a very good and almost best match of the night for me. Um, and being that Thunder Rosa is NWA, again, you got NWA Ring of Honor with a presence at this pay-per-view. So we're going to see where that relationship goes. Then you had the Dark Order, which was, um, which uh, they have an eight-man tag team match with the TNA champion and, um, and, uh, and uh, and um, uh, help me out here. Uh, I'm, I'm going drawing a blank. I should have wrote their names down. Um, but uh, the Dark Order wound up having a, have had a eight man tag against the Nat Natural Nightmares, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona, of which uh, the Natural Disasters, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona wound up winning. And Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana was in the match as well, where he took the loss. 
and they kind of left him in the ring by himself, you know, because they were trying because um he was he he was supposed to get the win, but he wound up going up for uh, um a, a, a moonsault and wound up losing the match. And they went they left him in the ring by himself, you know, by you know, just looking like they're about to cut him loose out of the out of the um group. So we'll see what happens with that. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defended uh, defended their title against FTR, of which they lost. FTR wound up is now your new AEW tag team champions. Uh, Chris Jericho and um, Orange Cassidy was in a, had their Mimosa Mayhem match, where uh, Cassidy wound up winning, putting um, Jericho into the Mimosa. Of which was interesting because they had the two pools of mimosa on both sides on two sides of the ring where they could um that they could utilize. And then the main event, John Moxley defended and retained his AEW World Heavyweight Championship against MJF in a very bloody match, as far as MJF was concerned. He wound up getting busted open and then uh, twice in the match and um, ended up, uh, the way it ended up, Wardlow threw the ring, the diamond uh, ring, uh, diamond uh, dynamite ring into into MJF. He wound up retrieving it. Wardlow wound up distracting the referee and and, uh, Moxley hit him with the paradigm shift of which if he had hit it, while the referee was watching, he would have been disqualified. So he wound up hitting that, getting the pin. And so we're looking forward to the Lance Archer, John Moxley match, which will probably be during full gear, which they announced to be something in uh, November. So we'll see, we'll see if that match it takes place then or if they wind up doing it before that. So I thought it was a very good pay-per-view. It kind of slowed down for me, in my opinion, for the Jericho Cassidy match and picked up again for MJF Moxley. But overall, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. You know, it was a very good match. It was a very good – matches were very good, and the pay-per-view overall was very good. So I was pretty satisfied with it. Okay, now here's the 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 here's the uh, the take from the Twitterverse side. Everybody's talking about the botch. It's all about it's botch day, botch Saturday, botch Sunday, whatever you want to call it. Um, the whole Matt Hart, he his wife was upset, and she said it. You and I agree with it. That match should have been stopped because his back, shoulders, and head hit the concrete. He was unconscious. It it, it comes to a point where you have to say, you know, F the ratings. We got to think about this man's health. And they said he actually had to go to the hospital. He has a concussion. And I'm like, that's the least of this world. I'm sure he has a pretty bad bruise in between his shoulder blades. Um, forget, forget his shoulder blades, it's his head. I'm surprised he didn't bust his head open. Yeah, uh, that too. 
Because he hit, he hit very, he hit very hard, and I mean, he was out. I mean, you, I mean, there was, there was no, there was no work in that at all. That was all shoot right there. That was, that was real. That was for real, for real, as the kids like to say. So, I mean, they should have stopped that match right there, and went on ahead with the mat, went on ahead with the other matches, uh, split that time up between the rest of the matches and just let it go because that was just ridiculous that they allowed that match to continue. Uh, what's the other cat? I can't think of his name. Went to go do the shooting star press and lost his foot. And he, he kind of caught himself, but that, that could have been ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I, yeah, I, I noticed that too. I mean, it was, it was a few botches in this, in this pay-per-view. I mean, you can't avoid things like that. I mean, sweat on the sweat on the ropes and things of that nature. Things happen, but with Matt Hardy's concern, yeah, that was that that was just bad. And being that, pretty much AEW has pretty much won the Wednesday Night War. I mean, you got you got WWE actually considering moving their night. Away from uh, NXT, away from Wednesday night, and I, so, I, I think they should have did that in the first place. I mean, you 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 got the, you've had two you you've had them on Tuesday night. They're about to be on again Tuesday night, and there was there's no reason for you to go that hard when you've won. I mean, I understand Matt Hardy. You know, he's got his pride, and he's he's trying to be the the wrestler that he he's always been and everything he wants to stronger than death you know that 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 gimmick and everything but uh when your life is concerned like that i mean it's 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 unnecessary true indeed and even uh jordan grace weighed in on twitter and she said you know y'all are laughing at a man potentially almost breaking his neck the fuck is wrong with y'all and it's a dude he commented and he was in their mentions, oh, chill out, you're always trying to tell people what to do. But that's not funny. Either any botch that happens tonight, any night, it's not funny. We, we've seen, you know, we're, we're, we're both old enough to see botches go wrong where it costs somebody their life. You'll see, you have to put, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, it's nothing funny about it. No, nothing's funny about it. I mean... I understand that a lot of people consider wrestling fake. Kayfabe is dead. I understand that. But there's nothing fake about a man taking a 15, 20 foot fall backwards into a bunch of tables and boxes and landing on his head, on the back of his head, on concrete. There's nothing fake about that. There's nothing, there will never be anything fake about that. These guys and the gals out here wrestling put their lives on the line every time they step in the ring. And people can say, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's choreographed and all this and that. I mean, yeah, okay, it may be. There may be some things that they set up or whatever the case may be, and things are taken into consideration for their safety pretty much. But what was fake about that? Like you said, what was funny about that? 
There's nothing funny about that. That was that man could have lost his life tonight. Seriously. So for anybody out there that laughed at that or think that's funny or think that's fake or think that was staged or whatever the case may be, fuck you and everything you love or stand for. And that's just my opinion. And if anybody wants to speak on that, they can go to sidelinejunkies at gmail.com and I will answer everybody that wants to react to that, to what I'm saying. I agree wholeheartedly. I second that. No matter, I, I can't understand why people, oh, well, wrestling's fake. Whenever somebody says that, I say, okay, come here, let me show you something. Tell me if this hurts. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, wrestling's fake, remember? Yeah, right. Let me put you in the Crippler Cross. Table. Let me put you in the Lion Tamer. Forget the walls of Jericho. Just let me put you in the Lion Tamer. And you ain't got to do that. You don't even have to do that. Just slap him in the face. <laughs> pull a Dr. D. David Schultz and slap him in the face. Or pull a Hulk Hogan, what he did to uh, Richard Belzer, and put him in a front face lock. And I'll... knock him out and, and put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you got to do. You ain't even got to go through all that extra. I mean, you, you, got, these, you got these same moves that they use in wrestling, that they use in, in boxing. In MMA, jiu-jitsu, Brazil, all that. Martial art, any type of martial art. I mean, they're still they're using these same exact moves. They may not, they may not connect with them like that, like you would in a MMA match. But they're still there's, these are still moves that are used in actual MMA and martial arts competitions. So what makes you think that if something were to connect or if something were to go wrong, that these people won't get hurt for real? People don't, they, you know, when you sit behind a keyboard or you sit with a phone in your hand and you know nothing of the business, and I'm not saying this like I've been around wrestling 35 years and I've traveled. It's not even the point of that. It's the point that in my family, it's, you know, big on wrestling. I have cousins that went to wrestling school. Just never turned pro. You know, it just, it just wasn't the, at the time, Merlin wasn't the hotbed for wrestlers, you had to travel. But they came back and they taught us the inner workings of wrestling, how this happens, how that happens, how everything is set up, and you appreciate it. But when you never had that 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 conversation, you've never had anybody tutor you like that. It's easy to sit on the internet behind a profile of a false picture and criticize people that go out here and do what they love. I, uh, and you and I and you've had more than I have. I mean, I've never stepped except for one time at a convention. I stepped into a, a wrestling ring. I've never had any training. I've never. I've I've talked to wrestlers. You know, 
I've been watching wrestling since 1974. I'm telling my age now. 1974 was the first time I ever watched a wrestling show on television. But even that, even with that, I mean, I know that something can go wrong. Somebody can make a step too close and catch a and catch a fist or slip or sweat is on the ring on the ring rope and they slip off and hurt themselves or something or hell some somebody is coming off of a a, a scaffold at the top of an arena on a um on a on a on a rope or a slide or, or whatever they, a, ga- a a gaffle and is coming down on a uh, rappelling down and in and something happens with the gaffle and breaks and they die in the middle of a, of a wrestling event Owen Hart that Is Owen was... Hart's Owen Hart's death fake Is that fake what? did you laugh at that Did you laugh at the wrestler in Mexico who wound up dying off of a, 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 a getting hit in the head with a, with a, a Ray Mysterio hitting him with a 619? Mm-hmm. Did you laugh at that? Is that fake? Wrestlers are dying all the time with uh, in-ring incidents. Uh, what was it? It was a, a wrestling in Japan. He took a very uh, a very dangerous bump and you know he said it before the match he was going to take the bump everybody said you sure you want to do that he's like yep i'm going to do it and he did it and didn't execute it right landed on his head broke his neck day before they could even get him out the ring but things, you can't. Happen. things happen things th- things like that happen but then you talk oh wrestling's fake yeah you know you know wrestling's fake uh, they, everything's staged. They practice all the moves before they get in the ring. Uh, all this and that. It's pure ignorance. Pure ignorance. And we and people are gonna listen to this show and be like, "Those two are some marks." You know, they're gonna laugh at us. They're gonna talk about us. But I could care less about what you think because I because I, even though I have not been in the ring. I know better. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they can laugh. You can make fun. But the thing is, you're still listening. That's so. all that counts. That's all that counts. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. But going back to the pay-per-view, like I said, um, now that we've had our soapbox moment, um, the, the the matches were very good. Uh, like I said, it kind of slowed down for me when Jericho and Cassidy came up. Even though it was a very interesting match, you kind of knew Jericho was going to lose because you make up a match and or you're the master of your match. Very seldom you win you you win that match. Uh, so you know you knew he was going to wound up losing that match, but. It built up. It built up Orange Cassidy, which was the whole intent of having that um, series, that program, and we'll see what happens from here because that's supposed to be their last match together. 
so I look forward to seeing Cassidy doing some other things, maybe going after the TNT title or um, matching up with somebody that will be able to, you know, he'll be able to work with very well. Or maybe even getting into a, a tag team situation with somebody and seeing what happens there. So um, uh, I look forward to seeing what's going what's going to happen with him. I really look forward to seeing what's going to happen with the uh, like I said with the, I, I keep bringing it up, but it's it's just old it's just so old school to me. The, with Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, NWA, AEW all these folks getting together and kind of intermingling, bringing in different wrestlers from their organization into these, in, into each other. And, uh, you know, this is, this is things that happened. It was happening back in the day in the NWA where they would get folks from other um, territories and bring them in or trade out wrestlers and whatnot. So, you know, that's just something that I look forward to seeing because that's so old school. And just uh, and it just brings more interest into professional wrestling than just seeing the same 20, 30 people wrestling each other all the time. So I, I look forward to that. I look forward to them building on that. And hopefully that'll happen. I, I like that, too. But you, you know what else I see? Now, if you do that with AEW, uh, Ring of Honor, all the and, and but AEW is the only one that's doing it. It's like everybody's going Voltron against WWE because WWE is so set in their ways right now. They won't embrace anybody from the outside. They won't embrace anybody new. And it seems like now when you leave WWE, you're finding success. Um, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, she's a champ now. Eric um, Young, Eric Young just won the Impact World Championship last Tuesday. Same thing. FTR champs. It ain't even been six months yet, and they're already gone elsewhere, and they're already champs. John Moxley, same thing. So, and speaking of WWE, before we get out of here, really, really quick. What's this mess that you can't? They want you by October 2nd, they want all performers, talent, superstars, whatever you want to call them, who are independent contractors, they want them to not be involved with any third party businesses, YouTube, Twitch, anybody. Hmm. Because WWE says they own the names. They own, we own your name. So if and we they do the name, Neither can you. Which and was which was interesting because I I saw an interview. Well, it I don't think it was an interview, but it may have been one of the it would have been one of the um up up down down uh YouTube shows that Xavier Woods does. And he was saying how when he first started when he first came to Vince about up up down down. He was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, we can incorporate some of the storylines. And he was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't even want to use my, my uh, ring name. And anybody that wants to, that's involved, they, they, they will not be using their ring names. 
And we were not going to incorporate anything WWE into it. This is just going to be strictly about the love of video game playing and things of that nature. And we will not, it will not involve WWE in any way. And they were against it. But then he started doing shows on his own. And it started building up a popularity. And then they came, and after he gotten like, I think he, I think he said after he gotten like his first million viewers or a million subscribers, they came back to him and was like, okay, we'll back you on it now. You know, because they're still using all of their wrestlers, but they're using their video game handles. They're not even, you, you don't hear Adam Cole or, I mean, Adam Cole, you don't, Adam Cole or Cesaro or, or Tyler Breeze, or you don't even hear them saying those names. They use their video game handles and their real names. So it's 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 interesting that they're doing that now. But these people should still be able to go off and do their own thing. I mean, this is how they make money. Apparently, they're doing it because they need to make the money. They need to build up their own brands. So I mean, are they gonna are they gonna keep them from get going on pro wrestling tees and selling their t shirts? Are they gonna um, are they gonna take that that uh, money away from them? Are they gonna increase their money on their contracts? I mean, what I mean, really? I mean, it's it's ridiculous that they're talking about doing that. But I, I'll honestly say this: I think it's bullshit. And the reason why I say that is think about the exposure. Somebody that's a video game fan, but not a wrestling fan. And they go watch Up, Up, Down, Down. Then all of a sudden, they start tuning into Raw. They start tuning into SmackDown. And all of a sudden, you've created a new fan. You've crossed over into another genre. And now you have another fan. It's broadening the appeal. Why stop that? Now, you know, they can't have Twitch, YouTube, uh, Cameo anything and dave Meltzer put out this report that it was lana and her bang commercial that she did it i think it debuted on the 26th that put it into it but i'm i'm like it's lana so if she's good enough to do a commercial yet because that's wwe superstar lana you know, but I guess they feel that WWE feels that if we're not going to get paid off of it, you're not going to get paid off of it. But how selfish is that for me to stop your shine? That's like me saying, well, James, even though you're the Nubian Sumo, you can't go on anybody else's show using the Nubian Sumo because Sideline Junkies owns that name. And if we're not going to get paid off of that appearance, you're not going to get paid. Why would I ever stop you from building a brand? which is going to make you drawing more fans, which is in turn is going to make our pockets fatter because they're going to tune in. They're going to buy your merchandise. They're going to want to hear you. They're going to want to see you. And then all of a sudden we start pushing you and then more and more people come. If you build it, they will come. You build that reputation. You build that brand. They will come. I don't understand that. And I don't, Vince being as smart as he is, because I know it's a Vince thing. This is not a Triple H thing. This is a Vince thing. And being as smart as he is, 
this is a dumb move. Well, you know, it's part of my contract that I own my name, so you know, <laughs> I'm just talking about that. But I get what you're saying, you know. I mean, but but Vince has been doing this for years. I mean, look at what he did with the Dudleys. You know, he could have. I mean, I know that was mainly Paul Heyman and the way he that he did his the way he conducted business. But there was nothing stopping Vince from giving the Dudleys their name. Nothing, nothing at all. And I understand that he wants to build his, you know, he wants to have his own thing and he doesn't want any, anything outside of WWE to be involved. And there may be some situations where that he can't avoid that. But, you know, for him to do this and keep people from making money outside of WWE, that's, that's just ridiculous. That's, that's, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. Because I'm sure that he's got outside interests other than the WWE where he's making money. And if he's not, with the with the situation that he's in, he's stupid. Agreed wholeheartedly. There's no way in four hells this even makes any amount of sense. So what you're telling me is <clears throat> as a independent contractor, is what we're labeled as independent contractor, right? Now, that's, and that just and that just compounds everything. If they're an independent contractor, then how come they can't go out and make money on their own? Exactly. They're independent contractors. They're not. They're they're not. There are only a few. Well, most of the WWE would be under exclusive contracts, I would think, because there's not too many of them that are going outside of WWE. Maybe some of the ones that were in, in the NXT that aren't really shown or really utilized within WW, within uh, NXT, the ones that are still in training or whatever, but let them make, let, let them live, you know, let them, let them make some, let them make their, their extra money. I agree, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm going to tell you something that's going to happen. And now we know for a fact uh, Vince has strong ties to 45s. Um, his wife is basically in his cabinet. So he's able to get away with a lot of things that he does as far as labor laws, you know, the independent contractor. Uh, a lot of wrestlers that work for WWE, there's no retirement benefits. There's no retirement plan anyway. A lot of wrestlers, if you don't have any outside interest, they wind up dying broke. You have to do a GoFundMe to bury one-time great superstars that were big at one point. You shouldn't have to raise money to bury a, a superstar that either was, you know, borderline great or great. It should there should not be a problem. And the opportunities that was afforded to The Rock, opportunities that was afforded to Triple H, uh Shawn Michaels is living comfortably. Of course, Rick Flair, but Rick Flair, because he he put the time in and he is without a shadow of a doubt the godfather of the wrestling industry. Um, but it's a lot of wrestlers that are flat broke. 
and that's that's unfair to them. But they can't go out and make money on the name that they made because Vince owns the name. So they can't go to uh, comic cons and, and, and autograph signings as uh, who is it? Um, one man game. He lost everything in the, in the hurricane in one of the hurricanes a few years ago. And if I'm not mistaken, nobody reached out even to help him. But this was one of your mid-card talent that had a huge following. And you did nothing for him. And he can't go to Comic-Cons and say, oh, this is Akeem or this is One Man Gang because those names are owned by Vince. Well, it's not even the fact that they even have popularity. They, it was, it's the fact that they helped him make money. They make they helped him build a brand. And you got and I don't know if you heard this story, but did you hear that there was a um there was a job opening on either Indeed or um what was what's the other one that um is I think it was Indeed though. And um there was a job opening for the WWE where some where they were hired wanted to hire somebody who was going to be like a mole to try to look into who was uh, trying to bring wrestlers into a union. <laughs> how much did it pay? <laughs> I don't know how much it paid because I didn't see it, but I saw a story where they did that and they immediately, once somebody found out about it, they, they took it down quickly. Because they didn't want, they didn't necessarily want it on Indeed, or they didn't want anybody to know about it. Because, like I said, it was supposed to be a mole. But this would bring wrestlers together to even more so to start up a union and and fight things like this. Agreed. And the thing is, they they used to be honor and most when it was territorial wrestling, there was honor. In most territories. I mean, you knew guys, you know, might stiff you. But it was a lot of guys that, and and women, that would put on a good show, make sure you got paid, and take care of you. You know, it used to be, and you, you know about territorial wrestling. Me, I've only heard stories from other wrestlers on documentaries. I heard stories about, you know, from my cousin. And they would talk about the behind the scenes things that would travel by word of mouth. And one thing about word of mouth, it travels better than anything because people that can't read will still know about something that traveled word of mouth. So, Well, but, I, I remember hearing about the Jarrett's were pretty good about doing that, but I take care of their wrestlers. Um, the the but, the hearts, the hearts were pretty were pretty decent. The Grams in Florida <laughs> seemed to take care of theirs pretty well. Um, uh, the family with um, Colonel Rob Parker, his family. I mean, his family goes back, goes back to almost goes back generations in wrestling, and they were known to take care of their wrestlers pretty well. So yeah, in those in those territory days, you're right. They did take care of their wrestlers pretty well. And they worked with each other. They worked with the other territories to make sure that the wrestlers were taken care of. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I mean, it's just so cutthroat, and it's because of 
Vince McMahon and some of the ones that weren't so good to wrestlers back in those days that um kind of that messed up everything for for the wrestlers and making them having to go and do things like this. I mean, you got you you hear um on Tom on Tama Tonga's Tama Tonga's Thomas Island podcast, he talks about how when the Bullet Club first started that he went off and he started selling Bullet Club shirts bootleg. And when the when the, um, New Japan executives found out about it, you know, they gave him a slap on the wrist and was like, you know, what you doing? And he had to go to like, re- like a wrestler's court, you know, t- that type thing. But they, they didn't really do anything to him too much or too serious. But, you know, it's a man trying to make his money, you know? He had just he had just left the dojo. He had a little bit of a contract, you know. He just trying to make his make his make him some money. And yeah, he may have gone he may have gone about it, you know, a little backhanded, and he may have not included some of the Bullet Club within his uh, enterprise, so to speak. But you know, it's just a man trying to do, trying to do his thing. So I mean, you. They're pretty much forced into doing stuff like this with these con- with the contracts that they're getting, especially when they're starting out. So I mean, I can't blame them. I can't blame them. you. You can't knock a man's hustle. Not, not at all. You can't knock somebody's hustle. I mean, if they're trying to get it, you know, either you go support them or get out the way. So, I mean, it's 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 just unfair. It's just unfair. It's ridiculous, and it shouldn't be going down like that. It's not like you're going from town to town in the territory. And when you go into the next town, it's not like, you know, you're staying with family and friends at a promoter or you're staying at a boarding house. It's not like that. It's not that type of close knit uh, family anymore. Especially when you got to do your own, you got to get your own trans, your own transportation, your own hotel rooms, your own food. You know, I mean, I mean, they give you a they give you they give you a contract, they give you money, but you're spending that much money just to work for them. You know, Owen Hart, how he saved money when he went into town, and depending on what city WWE was in, he stayed with fame. He was only in town maybe a night, so think about it. Owen Hart come to D.C., he bunking at your house on a sofa for a show. He comes in Sunday. He got Raw on Monday. And then he's gone Monday night. Hey, see y'all next time we in D.C. And you're cool with it because it's Owen Hart. You know, but that whole thing of, I, I get it, but damn, this is a multi-billion dollar company. And I haven't checked their stocks lately, but I'm sure that their stocks are pretty goddamn high. Still, I'm sure because I remember when I tried to buy stock in WWE when they first became publicly traded, it was for a whole share was like twenty three dollars. I know it's way more than that now. Oh yeah, definitely. But you're you're telling me now, right now, operating costs are low because you're not traveling. Everything is at the performance center. You're telling me that you can't go over everything and say, hey, we can start 
doing advertising for this hotel, that hotel, so we can start getting our performers and staff that, you know, don't live in this city uh, lodging for a night or two. However long we're going to be in town. You, you, you telling me that you can't put that in as with a network of hotels? Come on now. I know companies that don't make as much money as WWE that's able to do that. And they can do it across the country, sometimes across the world. Well, now that they got their residency with the Amway Center and whatnot, they're supposed to be over there for months. Mm. This Thunderdome, this Thunderdome thing. So that's what they have a re- they, they call it a residency, just like Celine Dion had a residency at whatever hotel she was singing at for all those years. So, I mean, like you said, they should be able to make some kind of um, consideration in um, providing a place to stay. But I'm thinking they I'm thinking that they still coming out of pocket just for those folks that are either if they're not living in Orlando. And there's just uh, put, having to come out of their pocket for whatever they dealing with right now. Well, before we get out of here, I got one quick question for you, and then we'll just we'll wrap it up. We'll take it home. Well, what happened uh, Friday night, last night? Well, night before last night. What happened Friday night with? Bailey turning on Sasha. Did you get a cash app, a check? Um, did you get something from WWE? Because I got to ask the people choice the same thing. Did you guys get paid yet? <laughs> I wish we had. Because I wish I did get a check from that. Because first of all, that was a restaurant quality ass whooping that Bailey put on Sasha. I, I, I would have never seen that coming from her. And I guess that's why they did it, because I was convinced that Sasha was going to come out of that as the heel. But Bailey, I fell in love with her. I mean, she, when, she, when she was doing the when she was the baby face and she had the, the, the Bailey buddies and all that, I mean, I was cool with her. But when she turned heel, I was like, okay, I've been waiting for this for a while. I've been ready for it. But now that she's done this, everything is built up to this. Oh my God. I mean, wow. That 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 threw me for a loop. I had to watch that again. <laughs> I had to go back and watch that again just to make sure I saw that right. Cause it was that that was incredible. That was just one that was just crazy to me. But yeah, I wish I had gotten a check off of that. But that's gonna make that rivalry once once Sasha, whenever Sasha comes back from all of that, and they start their uh, program against each other, that's going to be. I hope they do that in the right way because that will. They bet they better not squander that because that is wrestling gold. Well. The thing is, they're listening, so they're not going to squander it. They're going to take more of your ideas, more of the people's choice ideas, and they're going to run with it. That's number one. Number two, it'd be great if we, you know, actually got the money from this because 
yeah, we got bills to pay. And the whole heel turn for Bailey was thought up here on this show. The splitting of the golden role models was referenced just last week by yourself. The week before that, you and the People's Choice hashed it out, how it could happen, and it happened. And they always throw a little spin in there to make it, you know, not exactly like you said, but it happens. And it's been like that for two years. Once we really get into it and we hash stuff out, within a month, it goes down. So, well, if they do decide to cut us a check, they'll probably take our names from us and tell us that we can't do the podcast anymore. So, <laughs> it's a catch twenty two on that. <sighs> All depends on how big the check is. Because guess what? I got alternate name. Everybody just come up with an alternate name. We still won't do WrestleManiacs. But I better be careful because they might try to say, you know what? WrestleManiacs belongs to us. Right. Yeah. So. And then I have to pull out the receipts and everything. And then the lawyers get involved. And yeah, they don't want to get involved, my lawyers, because I got Johnny Cochran. I ain't got time for the bullshit. Yeah, and I got Stephen P. New, so you know they don't want they don't want to deal with Stephen P. New. So, I mean, we we supposed to have been quick, but when when the ideas start flowing, and this has been a heavy, heavy week, so to be able to actually have two nights in a row of a little podcast joy is a uh, it's a blessing. But it's been a very trying week. Um, it's Sunday morning, so I'm glad it's the start of a new week. Hopefully, it's a hundred times better than last week. So, oh, uh, we're gonna make we're gonna make it better. Oh yeah, that's what that's what we do. We make good. We make good into great. That's what we do. Hey, that's what I need right about now. So. As for myself, the big guy KG, the Nubian Sumo James, we are on hiatus for a few days. I think, well, James is on hiatus probably until Saturday, but I think I'll be back by Monday or Tuesday. And up next, right here on the same exact podcast, you got the push by Delonte, another five segment on his way uh but for the nubian sumo and i we don't do no overtime we are out of here laters welcome welcome to yet another installment of the push delante representing sideline junkies and uh we're gonna double dip uh for tonight um we're gonna kind of talk about uh, a wrestler from aew then we're gonna course jump back into the WWE world um lots to unwrap in uh WWE but um I want to briefly talk about um AEW uh a wrestler um former WWE wrestler as they are quite a few in AEW but um <clears throat> I want to talk about Matt Hardy uh 
So tonight he he took a like a, a bad bump, and then maybe like a couple weeks before that, um, there was like an inverted uh, bad chair shot, in which he you know required quite a few stitches. So I'm you know I'm, I'm concerned because the amount of um, you know injuries like serious injuries um, that he sustained. It's just a short period of time. Um, I'm starting to kind of wonder, you know, with the injuries and then this, you know, age and longevity, should he start to kind of look at the uh, the end of the road as far as um, you know, being a, a active wrestler? I think he he can serve as maybe like as a great manager, um, or even you know work you know <clears throat> as creative a creative writer for AEW. Um, you know, he created the whole delete um persona when he was in Impact. And, you know, that's really that that took off to the point where they use that in WWE. Um I know, you know, he's not really really trying to do it as much now, but, you know, sometimes man, you gotta stick with what works. So, you know, I Prayers go out to Matt Hardy. You know, we hope that he recovers from this injury. Um, you know, just kind of, <clears throat> you know, let's, let's, let's uh, you know, maintain a safe working environment in the ring. You know, um, Matt, Matt, he's not old, old, but, you know, it's kind of getting up there. So, you know, let's uh, look out for our vets. Now, for um, WWE, um... I saw something Friday night on SmackDown. Well, I mean, it was brewing, and I think it was about time that it happened. And I think a lot of y'all know what I'm talking about. And that's the breakup of the uh, golden role models, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Now, what was surprising was Bailey turning all, hit, all out hill on Sasha Banks. I thought it would be Sasha Banks turning all out hill on Bailey, but then again, um, as I think about it, I think it makes sense that it was Bailey who was the one that they they kind of broke um, broke up the group. As you know, she's only been hill for almost a year, but it's been a hell of a hill run. She's been the champ as well, so. You know, I think it was fitting that, you know, she commit the dirty deed. But I also think it's going to be fitting when she comes back. Because I'm assuming she was, she's was she been written off of TV. Um, you know, there's a way for her to kind of, like, rest up. Uh, that Sasha come back and take the championship from her. It has to be that. Or at least you help one of uh, Bailey's adversaries win the championship. Um... You know, I I don't want this to play out like this whole Alexa Bliss fiend, you know, fiasco because it's just that a fiasco, and then I mean, we just don't even know where that angle's going, and then with Nikki Cross, and we don't know where Braun Strowman is. Like it's just I don't know, man. Creative WWE creative, like you know, throw out the pins you're using and get a new one. You know what I'm saying? So. Let's uh, try to write some more, you know what I'm saying, better content. But back to the Bailey-Sasha Banks angle. 
Um, I think it was it was about time for them to it's about time to break them up. You know, you losing, you went from being you know just champs, double champs, to you know just losing, 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 and you know, I guess barely she kind of lost it. So, you know, <clears throat> what happened on Friday night happened. Um, you know, it, it 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 made for great TV, made for great TV, and it really showed that Bailey can be an effective heel. So, you know, let's see, you know, how far her viciousness takes her. And then um, we look forward to seeing Sasha. They probably keep her out for like maybe a couple months. Um, I don't foresee her being out too long, but um, I'm thinking maybe Survivor Series she come back. Um, I saw something that says uh, WrestleMania 37, Bailey and Sasha Banks. I think that is... That's far too long, uh, far too long. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring it back for the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Um, but, you know, regardless, we, I'm looking forward to the Bailey sasha Banks championship match. This is Delonte, representing the sideline junkies. Uh, shout out to the brothers, the Don, KG, and the Nubian Sumo. Um, hope everyone continues to be safe. Practice social distancing, um, and if you go out, wear that mask. Make sure that nose is covered, because a lot of y'all, when you know the mask, but it just cover your mouth, and that don't make no sense. But yeah, you know, be safe, protect yourself, protect your families. Peace.